0: DraftKings. Basketball has officially entered the second half of the season. This is the time for teams to prove if they're contenders or pretenders. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Get in on the action now to claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, steal, assist means so much more with a DraftKings daily fantasy lineup on the line. Uh basketball obviously last week we talked about, you know, what teams you think are going to make a push. Right now, uh my Grizzlies still sitting out of the picture. Uh, so hopefully they can they can sneak in there sitting at 500 maybe some teams will fall out of it also in the West the Rockets breaking that 19 game losing streak good for them Uh, because that was a bit ridiculous and then out East the Bulls just chilling in ninth one loss four and six in their last 10 not great probably gonna miss but that is okay but yeah, with DraftKings Payday can come every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during sign up. This week DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Uh, so yeah, guys, obviously, Noah, once again, couldn't make it. Uh, tried to get some other people to, to come on the show, uh, but they all said no. So here we are, uh, just me once again. So uh, not as interesting as usual uh, per se, but the good news is there's at least, you know, a lot to talk about. starting with the Panthers game last night against Chicago, where they lose, uh, unfortunately, uh, to the Blackhawks 3-2, but uh, I think the more concerning part is that uh, after testing out uh, things in warm-up, Alexander Barkov wasn't able to play, now listed as day-to-day with a lower body injury, and I mean, this is by far the worst player the Panthers could lose to injury, so important to this team, and right now, uh, they haven't really said much about the injury. Looks like it's only gonna be day to day, so hopefully nothing uh significant. But as we saw last night, I mean without Barkov, I mean you have players who are, you know, new line combination, things like that. And uh it did not go great. Teams didn't look in sync. Uh a couple players I thought like I thought, you know, Wenberg was still still solid. Uh and Gudis was was fine on the back end as well. Uh, But just a vastly different team uh, without the captain. And uh, if he's going to be out any any length of a time, it should be a real concern for this team. Because if there has been maybe an area where the Panthers are not as deep, it's for sure that center position. Uh, I mean, I think... Uh, even most people would agree that, you know, Alex Wenberg, who's been really solid this year, is not, you know, a high end second line center and then asking him to step up and play even more just seems, you know, uh, out of his ability. And that's no disrespect to the player. That's just, you know, more a testament to, to Alexander Barkov and the way he plays. So to be without him last night and I'm assuming he'll miss tomorrow's game again. Uh, against the Blackhawks uh, is a huge loss for this team. But, I mean, if there's any, I guess, positive uh, thing from last game is that the Panthers were very effective at uh, limiting Patty Kane on the Blackhawks. It was a lot of other guys who were uh, getting the job done for them. Uh, so that's at least one positive. But if if Barkov's going to be out any amount of time, uh, guys are going to have to step up or... Does Bill Zito go out and, you know, bring in some some support, another centerman? Uh, we talked about in our free agency episode, I believe, we talked about uh, a couple of names. And one of the centers that we talked about was uh, Eric Stahl, uh, who would be, I think, you know, if, if there's any concern, I think he'd be, you know, a nice addition to add to that center depth. A veteran player. He's won a cup. He's been around to a lot of different teams. Uh, and I think, you know, this. he's a couple couple years removed from, from a 40-goal season, but we'll call that an anomaly. He's still, you know, a fine, you know, a fine third-line center, so if you bring in some more depth, uh, maybe that's an option. Also, uh, just kind of surveying things on the, uh, you know, on the web uh, of things, you know, to perhaps talk about, uh... And I saw one proposal of a Jake Furtanen, uh trade to Florida uh, with the cap hits. It was looking like perhaps Marcus Nudevaro, who's kind of been the odd man out this year, uh, would kind of be uh, the guy going back, just a money in, money out type situation with maybe one team adding. So then the question is, you know, is, is Jake vertanen the type of guy you, you bring in? Um and I think, you know, it's it's fair to say that, you know, I think neither of these players are, are fitting in with, with their teams at the moment. Uh, and I think the expectations are a lot higher for, for both of them. Uh, but I like Jake Vertanen as a player just fine. And I think he's best suited to playoff style hockey. He's, he's a big body. Uh, he can play with a bit of an edge. Uh, he's got a really good release. So if you played him, you know, I think in the right spot with the the right line combinations, I think he can be a really effective depth player, uh, a good young player too. So, uh, is there a fit there? Perhaps. Uh, and but there's you know a lot of speculation about Vertanen. My guess is that he's not a Canuck for for much longer, and I'm sure lots of teams are you know calling about him uh, that are looking to add some depth here to go on playoff runs, or even just if. Uh, Vancouver was looking to switch things up. I've heard Danton Heinen from uh, Anaheim. But the deadline is is coming up pretty quick here, about three weeks away. Uh, So it's going to be really interesting to see when, you know, what the first move is that that goes down and, uh, you know, where the kind of chips fall after that. Because I think everyone's kind of thinking, you know, just with, you know, the quarantine. Uh, restrictions for for certain teams uh, that they're going to be eager to make a move earlier than than usual, uh, but we've yet to really see any significant uh, movement from around the league. Uh, with that in mind, other than the you know the big Patrick Linea trade that was you know more just kind of forced by the players, so we'll see when things start to happen and see how busy it is overall, how much movement there is. Um, Because I think it's just, it's a challenging year too, just to, you know, integrate players into a city, into a team, and to do it, like, there's a lot of players where, like, they'll get claimed off waivers, and they'll go through quarantine, and then you kind of forget about them. Like, I had no, I totally forgot that, you know, the Oilers had Stellars, uh, who's just been sitting, waiting. Uh, We saw what happened with, you know, Eric Comrie and Anton Forsberg early in the year. Guys just kind of getting bounced around. Uh, so we'll see, uh, when some action, you know, starts to take place on the trade front. Uh, but then the question for the Panthers is, you know, is it, is it the right thing to do to go all in on a rental? Do you give up something for the future for a potential run now? And I think that really just comes down to how, uh, how Bill Zito sees this team. Is it a contending team? Um. Do they have a legitimate chance? And I think if you believe that you do, then you absolutely go out and you add, you know, maybe a couple pieces just to make you that much more dangerous. But if you're thinking, oh, we might be, you know, a, you know, one and done in terms of playoff rounds, uh, then maybe you hold back because I think uh, just the way the team's set up though right now, uh, I think their window to win. I think they've wasted a lot of years on the Barkov and Huberto contracts that now seems like the perfect time to just say, Hey, like they got, you know, a couple of years left. So, and I think we got a really good team right now. Are they contender? Maybe, maybe not, but can, can we make them a contender by just adding some depth uh, and some support? Because for the most part, you know that Blackhawks game aside, the team's been playing some good hockey as of late. Deserved a better fate against the Predators uh, in those two games, so I think you got to feel pretty confident in the group. Uh, but then you look at the loss to Tampa Bay, and you're thinking, are we on, are we on their level yet? And I think no, but not far off would probably be the answer. Uh, and they might just be a couple pieces away, and. This Panthers team has already surprised most people this year Who kind of written them off Mainly, you know, the Toronto media And literally every one of the people I know uh, Who watch hockey Was, you know, they're they they're all doubters But uh, for me, I think Yeah, I'll go out and add a piece uh, But don't just add for the sake of adding You know, add someone impactful In a position where you think you could maybe get better and I mean right now they've been really solid five on five. The special teams have been very, very good. The goaltending has not been as much of an issue as it was last year. Uh so if they could go out and add something, uh, you know, I think it'd go a long way. I like uh, you know, adding a center I think would be huge for this team. We saw what the Islanders did last year. They go out and get JG Peugeot, who is not I mean, they gave up a lot for him and then gave him a big contract, but you know, Peugeot's not You know, he's not a number one center. He's probably not even a number two center on most teams. Uh, But just the perfect type of third line center. So if there's the opportunity to acquire a guy like that, uh, I think that would be huge for this team. Which leads me into my next question. Uh, For anyone out there listening who wants to comment. uh, A question that was posed to me the other day, which was, if you could take any former Panthers player in their prime while playing for the Panthers, if you could take any former player and put them on this Panthers team, what player are you taking and why? And so, there's obviously a couple different ways to go with this. Uh, You could look at, you know, if you want a defenseman, there's Jay Bomeister, there's Ed Jovanovski. If you're looking at a forward, there's Burray and Jokinen. So a couple different options, ways to go. Uh, For me, though, uh, I thought about this and I landed on Roberto Luongo, I think. Prime Roberto Luongo on this team. Um, Because, you know, I think, you know, Roberto Luongo in his prime was one of the best goalies in the league. Um, So to put a guy like that on this team, the way that they're playing and scoring, uh, I think that would be just fantastic. And that's not... To say you know either Giger or Bobrovsky even bad by any means, but to get that bona fide star goalie uh, in his prime, I mean that would be uh, a great addition to this team. But I'm curious to know uh, what you guys think and who you would put on the Panthers' uh, current roster. Uh, so let us know. We'll put out our post. Uh, so comment on that. Uh, I'm curious to know what you guys all think. Uh, but we'll move on to the last thing I wanted to talk about today. Which was an incident from last night's game versus the Detroit Red Wings and the Nashville Predators, and to preface this I was actually I was watching that game yesterday, and basically what happened was uh, one of the referees was caught on the on the hot mic, basically admitting that they called a soft penalty uh, on Victor Arvidsson uh, because they they wanted to get a penalty against Nashville early in that period, so the ref saying you know it's soft but. We, ha- you know, I'm I'm gonna call that because I just wanted a you know a fucking penalty against Nashville. I think it's the direct words he used, and so I was I was watching this game live last night and I, I like had to pause for a minute and like rewind to make sure like that that had really happened that we really heard it, and initially like I wasn't you know we didn't know who the official was, uh, and exactly what you know who he's talking to, uh, but the NHL immediately after. You know a clip of that surfaced uh, online they jumped in and said you know we're going to investigate this issue uh and the incident and so it turned out that the mic belonged to tim peel one of the longtime nhl referees uh who was scheduled to retire at the end of the season uh so it was him that was caught on the mic uh and and apparently he was talking to uh, Predators forward Philip Forsberg on a bench Which is just a bizarre thing to say to a player Is, you know We're out to get ya We were just looking for a reason to call something um, So a bit weird there uh, But longtime official And so the NHL uh, Announced today that Tim Peel Would no longer be working uh, Any NHL games now or in the future um, Which to me Is just I, I think they're just kind of scapegoating Tim Peel At that point, I mean obviously, you know, what he said and those actions, you know, speak for themselves, and I think they got lucky that it was, you know, a game that didn't really mean a ton, where, you know, both teams are kind of struggling and are unlikely to make the playoffs, and then on top of that, you know, Nashville did end up winning the game 2-0, uh, so it didn't end up having a huge impact on, on the result, uh, but punishing Tim Peel, obviously, something they need to do, but it speaks to the larger issue, which I think everyone knows is true, is that, you know, hockey officiating is just wildly inconsistent and refs generally do uh, kind of game manage and try to hand out even numbers of penalties. Right? Like if you take two in a row, the chances of you getting a third, it'd have to be really blatant for that to happen. Uh which is most of the game and I think that just kind of ruins it you see so many times where it's You know, stuff gets missed, stuff doesn't get called. Uh, And a lot of stuff is just very, very subjective, and different referees are going to call things that others won't, uh, and just to try to manage that game, which is not really a Tim Peel issue. I mean, Tim Peel, I think in 2015, had an interview where he said, yeah, this is something that I do and and most referees in the NHL try to do, is to, you know, keep it fair and, you know, keep the penalties even. Well, if you kept it fair, then the team that's most disciplined would be rewarded for that and the team that was less disciplined wouldn't if you just called the rule book which we don't see ever uh, you wouldn't really have this issue uh, at all Uh, but that was not the case Uh, it has not been the case in the NHL they announced they're dismissing Tim Peel Um, but it's just that bigger issue of just this is the way hockey's been officiated for a long time and it's kind of garbage really Uh, you see it in almost every game uh, where there's, you'll, you'll see the penalties pretty close and you'll see uh, some stuff that gets missed and some stuff that gets called that you think, mm, that's pretty soft. Uh, and I think, you know, if you look at some of the Panthers games this year, you know, there was a couple against Carolina where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, like how is that not a penalty, right? Like that's probably like one of the most uttered phrases in my house is, how is that not a penalty? Or, you gotta call that. And refs are just like, nah, nah, not going to happen. Don't feel like it today. And which, like, so, like, I have experience refereeing. And, like, to be fair, sometimes they just straight up miss stuff. Like, I miss stuff all the time. In fact, there was, like, one tournament I was refing And I didn't see a, a tackle. I was doing, I was reffing soccer. I've reffed a bunch of sports. But I was refing a soccer game. There's a tackle. I wasn't looking. I turn around. And the kid's like on the ground, he's hurt. And I was like, play on, play on. But no, it turns out that kid broke his ankle. So uh, sometimes refs just miss stuff. And yeah, that was obviously my bad. And I was, you know, let go from that tournament, you know, obviously. Because I was doing a terrible job. Uh, But so it's nice to see like a little bit. It'd be nice to see more accountability for for the way uh, refs officiate games. And for the NHL to actually, you know, encourage uh, the referees to just call the book as it is um, because that doesn't happen and then you see real dangerous plays like there was the Battle of Alberta game there's a blatant hit to the head uh, Jujarkara, I forget who he hit uh, hits him in the head should be a penalty 10 times out of 10 not called next thing you know there's a fight and somebody gets knocked out and seriously hurt and if you leave the policing up to the players you're just putting them at risk for injury. So to actually just call the rule book um, would go a long way, uh, you know, in this sport. And I think players would end up playing more disciplined. I think, you know, uh, maybe they don't reach in as much. Maybe there's some more offense created. It just creates an entirely different gameplay experience if you just call the book, because players will be smarter about it. And I think players now know, you know, if their team has three penalties, yeah, they might... uh, feel like, hey, you know, they're not going to call four in a row against us, so I'm going to go out and do this or that. Like, even last night, well, the whole, you know, the whole incident with the hot mic happens, you know, in that game between Nashville and Detroit. And then I was, I turned over, I watched the Colorado game, and uh, the Coyotes had three straight power plays. And then it comes down to a play, I think, in the second or third period, uh, where Nazem Kadi like reaches in and it was like a blatant like holding call like ten times out of ten reached in can't do that and it doesn't get called the announcers are you know how is that not a penalty uh, because it is a penalty but uh, they're not going to put Colorado shorthanded four times in a row just not the way they do things like it's, you don't have to look far to like see this stuff and I think most people would appreciate better officiating in the NHL like in my opinion. Probably the worst officiated sport Of the big four sports in North America I mean, you know, other Like, other sports You you obviously see, you know Some questionable officiating But I think no league With the way their, their rules And, you know, everything's set up Gets in their own way more than the NHL Like, there's a lot of stuff Where you're not even putting A, you're not putting refs in position to make the right call Then you're telling the refs Don't make the right calls and then you wonder why people get mad uh, when stuff like this happens. And so the hot mic incident is like, it's, it's unfortunate uh, that, that it gets caught on mic. And it's a bad look for, for the league uh, and for the integrity of the game. But at the same time, it's nothing new. Like, it just is a very concrete example of what most fans know uh, has been the reality of the sport uh, for, for pretty much ever. Uh, is just the way it is, uh, and so uh, it's not really it's not really news to anyone uh, that refs are game managing. It's pretty it's it's pretty fucking obvious. So will there be that that's that's the big thing now is that obviously they've done the right thing. They've you know let go of, of Tim Peel, but will there actually be any other changes? Will the NHL put out a memo to their officials saying hey this can't happen? You know, instead of just saying, you know, hey, just make sure your mics are turned off. Say no, like we got to change, you know, how we're calling things. Keep it fair, because I think, you know, as much as it was kind of known by people before, I think you know it just puts puts the league and the officiating under a microscope now, where uh, they're they're gonna look to probably improve things, hopefully, uh, because fans are gonna be paying more attention to that. And there's going to be more pressure if, you know, things start to continue the way they are. Uh, where stuff just gets missed and stuff gets called that shouldn't be called. Uh, for the sake of even it up. Also, on top of this fact, this is just a side note. Is I thought that was the right call too in the game. I thought that was goal interference. Uh, so I would have called it anyways. And not just for the sake of calling it. Like, was it was a little soft? Yeah. But it's still a penalty. So I'm still calling that. And I don't need to justify it by saying that I'm trying to screw over the Predators, especially to one of their players, which is just a bizarre, bizarre circumstance on which to say those things. Uh, But either way, we'll see. Hopefully the NHL uh, can improve their officiating uh, just a little bit or a lot would be ideal. Uh, But we'll see. Realistically, probably nothing changes, really. I mean nothing ever changes really in the NHL. So I don't anticipate there'll be like wide sweeping changes to the rule book and the, uh, the way games are called. Uh, obviously it'd be nice to see, but it's highly doubtful with this league. Uh, it seems like something they're kind of just going to like hope and pray just like goes away and people forget about, uh, pretty quickly. Uh, and that's probably what is going to happen to be honest. Uh, but we'll, we'll see for sure. Uh, So last thing here before uh, I stop talking because it's like 25 minutes straight of talking to absolutely nobody. Like I feel like it's so weird doing these alone. Like I'm just talking at a laptop and like trying to think of stuff to say. Uh, But last thing, I just wanted to uh, know if anyone had any ideas for stuff they wanted us to talk about on upcoming episodes or, or any ideas for... Segments and things like that because we're always looking for ideas to create, you know, a more entertaining show, uh, something that listeners are going to enjoy. So, if you have any ideas, uh, DM us on Twitter or send us an email because we love to hear feedback. We love to hear new ideas uh, to keep, uh, you know, the show fresh and different and not have to do stuff like this uh, where it's just one person talking for 30 straight minutes so if there's anybody out there who has any ideas or anyone who wants to come on the show, uh, send us a DM. Uh, we'll get back to you because we always love to create something new and different and have new voices on and hear new perspectives, uh, especially because, you know, Noah and I, we don't we don't live in Florida, uh, so we don't get out to that many Panthers games, so it would be nice to hear from, you know, any fans that are, you know, regulars at the BB&T Center and their thoughts and experience. Uh because we're always looking for for something different and because you know it's just it's a really exciting year for Panthers fans. Uh, the team's playing so well and of course it's unfortunate that the building you know can't be uh, full that there is the limited capacity because I think most fans you know uh, that have been around for you know the history of this franchise, you know have been waiting a long time to have a team like this uh, that's capable of playing at a high level and being in the conversation as contenders, Uh, I don't think it's really happened in my lifetime. So I'm super excited about it. I know a lot of other people are as well. Uh, So if anyone just wants to come on and talk about Panthers, by all means, uh, send us a DM, reach out. Uh, We'd love to have uh, some new people on. Uh, But that does it for this episode of the podcast. Thank you to everyone tuning in uh, to this episode. Sorry that uh, we couldn't get someone else on uh, and that is just me. But we'll be back on Sunday, well on Monday, with a brand new episode. uh, Hopefully with Noah, maybe we'll get somebody else on, who knows, Uh, figure it out as we go. Thank you to everyone tuning in, and I hope you all have a great rest of your day.